Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. series. Um, and as we get ready to jump into that, I want to let you know next week is Mother's Day. That is an announcement and a warning to all the men in here. Um, I'm giving you a heads up. There was one time we forgot Mother's Day growing up, um, and my dad ran to the dress barn. You guys remember that store? Um, and ran to the dress barn at the Outlet Mall and bought a red dress. Like this red dress is still infamous um, in my life because I will never, it represented the rage my mom had that we had forgotten Mother's Day. Um, so I was like, red seems appropriate. So guys, if you got little, little kids, little babies, you better get your wife a Mother's Day gift. I'm warning you. But next week here at Foundation Church is going to be a great, great day. Don't miss it. We're going to have a bunch of photo booths because it's Mother's Day. So it's not about you, man. It doesn't matter if you like a photo booth. It's about what the ladies like. Um, there's going to be a gift of cupcakes for the ladies. Um, there's going to be just an amazing moment that we have in service. And so invite your moms to come with you to be here. Um, and man, it's going to be a great day. Today we're in a series called Undercover Boss. Undercover Boss. How many of you have seen the TV show Undercover Boss? Yeah, so there's some of us, five of us, cool. Um, So, (laughs) um, but if you've never seen Undercover Boss, here's kind of the, the, the quick version of it. The CEO or the owner of the company goes undercover. So the one I saw was the guy that owned Silver Dollar City, right? Um, And goes undercover and works at the amusement park for like a week, right? He's working rides, he's working concession stands, custodial duties, and it's not that he's just doing a job, but he's talking to all of his employers, right? And his employees, excuse me, and they have no idea who this guy is. And so they're just like talking about what they love, talking about life, but it gets really interesting when they talk about what they hate about their job, right? They hate their employee, the CEO's a jerk, right? Like all this stuff. He's like, really, is that more real? We made some cuts and you didn't make it, right? That's the the one I wanna see. And so here's what I love is that this show is going on and the employees have no idea that this person that's in control of their financial future in some regards and their job is sitting right, standing right next to them. They are an undercover boss. And my thought is this in this series, is that there are some of us, we have some things that we have no idea. Things are really controlling our relationships Man, opportunities, our careers, our future, our present, our past, and some things have snuck in that we're not even aware of that are in control of us, and they are acting and they are operating 
as undercover boss. Our, our, our scripture for this series is found in Romans chapter 6, verse 12 through 14. And it says this, it says, don't let sin control the way you live. Don't, do not give in to sinful desires. Don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, right? There's a better way. Paul is saying, instead, here's a better way. Give yourselves completely to God. Don't give yourselves in pieces to the Lord and to his kingdom, but give, serve the Lord with your whole life, with your whole heart, with your whole, your whole soul. Stop compartmentalizing your faith. Give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have a new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Verse 14, sin is no longer your master. Sin is no longer, I would even put, your boss, right? It's no longer your undercover boss. It's, it's no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirement of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of grace. How do you not let things control you that shouldn't be in control of you. Today I want to talk to you about El Dorado and jet skis. El Dorado and jet skis. Sounds like a really bad western. And so um, when, when I was praying, really when I, when I thought about this day and Friends Day, I really thought about talking about jealousy and envy um, because I think that is toxic and absolutely um, detrimental to friendships. However, I'm not preaching on that today and I'll get to that sometime in the future. Today I want to talk to you about something that I, would, I don't have a stat, so I'm just going to throw it out there, it's scientific, 95% of us, 95% um, of us, um, probably 95% of us have a problem with what I'm going to talk to you about. We, we struggle um, with this not controlling some aspect of our life, some aspect of our friendships, of our married life, of our home life, our relationship with our parents, our relationship with our kids. And so today I want to talk to you about your mouth. What, what you said, what you said on your drive because you were late to church, um, what, you, what you said, um, what, what, what happened, talking about the words that we speak, the things that we say, and here's the great thing. Um, I believe in being real transparent. This is not something that I have just mastered yet, right? Um, this has some moments where it's still an undercover boss in my life, but man, we got to get better, especially when it comes to this area of our life, because here's where a lot of us are. We just say this, well, I just, I just have, uh, you know, I just always have a way of putting my foot in my mouth. No, 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 no. It's way bigger than that. Right? I just, I just, I, I talk about people too much. It's way bigger than that, right? I just say the wrong thing at the wrong time. It's way bigger than that. And, and here's the reality. For some of us, our mouth's out of control. If we were to be honest, our, we say the wrong thing in the heat of the moment. We say the wrong thing and we have no regret now. And, and we say the wrong thing or we have regret. And it's just out of control and there's a better way to live because some of us, our mouth is out of control and what happens when things are out of control is things get dangerous and destructive. When things are out of control in our life, things get dangerous and destructive. When Casey and I were very uh, uh, early married, we, I was 25 years old um, and when you're 25, this is not, this is not being insensitive, um, when I was 25, the front part of my brain still hadn't developed fully, that um, part of your brain that tells you what's a good idea and bad idea, and Casey would tell you it's still developing, um, but 
Um, we went jet skiing for the first time as a couple. And I grew up like, uh, this is how old I am. I grew up on the jet skis that were jet skis. Like you had to have some skill level to stand, the ones you stand up on, right? And you have to balance on, not the ones that anybody can sit on and just, that's not a jet ski, that's a jet ride, right? Let's just call it what, like jet skis, you got to balance or you're just riding around like a loser on your knees, like loser, stand up, right? And so um, I go out with, with this young couple from our church, their dad's like a gazillionaire, so they bought brand new jet skis, um, and they're the ones you sit on. And let me say this, no, I love them. They're a blast. They are so much fun to ride on. And so Casey and I get on, and I'd never been on these. They're brand new, and I'm like, woo! And I pull, push the throttle, I'm like, dude, these things can go. And I tell Casey, I say, Casey, hold on. Um, first mistake. And I I go really fast and I turn as fast as I can. And she skips like a rock, right? Like bop, 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 bop. <laughs> and she gets up from, she had a life chest on. She still went under the water like a little buoy. Boop. She pops up and she's like, don't ever do that again, right? I'm like, okay. Um, so she gets back on. I'm like, I won't do that ever again. And so we were at Grand Lake, and if you've never been at Grand Lake, there's huge yachts out there. There's like massive boats, and they put off massive wakes. And I had never jumped, I've never gotten air on a jet ski until this day. And so we start going, and we go, and we go right real close to the boat, and we're going about 25 miles an hour, and boom, we jump up, and we land. I'm like, ooh, that was fun. She's like, yeah, that's fun. She's like, don't do it again. I'm like, one more time. And so I go really far out. And I just hit the throttle. I'm like, whoa, like this. We're going about 45, 50 miles an hour. I am so close to this yacht. Like, I am so close. Like, it probably looked like something off that Tom Hanks movie, you know, where he's the captain and the pirates. I'm like, I'm the captain now, right? Like, I could have just yelled that. And we hit this wake. And I'm like, this is awesome, right? Like, we're up in there. I'm like, ah, like this. And we land, and it went boosh like this and flips upside down. The whole jet ski. And I'm underwater, Casey's underwater, jet ski's upside down. I pop up and I don't see or hear Casey. So I go underneath the water because I think my wife's trapped underneath this jet ski, right? Casey pops up at that time. She thinks I'm trapped underneath the jet ski now. <laughs> and I'm down for like five or 10 seconds and I'm like, I just killed my wife. And, and I've got no alibi, I'm going to jet, right? Like, this is what happened. And so I come back up. And I'm like, Casey, and she's like, Justin. And I'm like, Casey, and she's like, you idiot, right? Like, <laughs> mascara is running, and she's like, take me home right now. And I'm like, babe, we've only been going 10 minutes. Like, we've been on this, <laughs> we've been on jet ski literally 10 minutes at this point. Like, the ride of your life, babe, right? right? It's just great. Literally to this day, Casey will not get on a jet ski with me. I'm like, I'm 45 years old now. It's been 20, it's been 20 years. And before Casey will get on a jet ski with me, I am not exaggerating right now. We have a 30 minute conversation and have to renew our vows before <laughs> I'm like, for better, for worse. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's why I tell you this. Why was it scary? Because we got out of control, right? And when things get out of control, things can go wrong really, really easily. And as a result, now when Casey's with me, I'm I ride a jet ski differently, like when she's with me. <laughs> Here's the reality. For some of us, our mouth is so out of control 
the man, it's just ruining relationships. It's ruining our marriages. It's ruining our, our relationship with our kids, our relationship with our parents. It's ruining opportunities with our career. It's shutting doors down. And, and, and we want to blame all, well, they shouldn't have said this and they shouldn't have done that. But, but the problem is, is that we've never gotten control over our mouth. And our mouth is acting as an undercover boss when it comes to our life. And that can't be if we're going to be serving the Lord with our complete life, right? Your whole self, that means this part too. And so how do you and I get control over our mouths? And, and here's how I want to start today off. I want to give you a guarantee that will happen. That, that if you do this, whether it is today, whether it is tomorrow, whether it's next month, next year, this is a timeless principle that is always true. And, and hear this. First point today, inflammatory and lazy words always produce unwanted results. Inflammatory and lazy words always produce unwanted results. James chapter 3 out of the Living Bible says this, so also the tongue is a small thing, but what enormous damage it can do. A great forest can be set on fire by one tiny spark, and the tongue is a flame of fire. It is full of wickedness and poisons every part of the body, and the tongue is set on fire by hell itself. And hear this, and can turn our whole lives into a blazing flame of destruction and disaster. The tongue can, can, can just burn it all down can burn down relationships, can burn down opportunities, can burn down careers. And you've seen this happen with people in your life. And for some of us, this is happening right now in our own. Last year, at this about September of last year, 2020, there was a gender reveal party uh, that happened. And, and I, I, I'm actually starting to like the gender reveals. Last week, um, I, I know a couple in our church, Jonathan and Alden Amin, had a gender reveal. If you didn't see it on Facebook, which a bunch of you wouldn't, you'd be like, why do I see them? I don't even know them. But um, their reaction was awesome. They, they popped this confetti cannon, and Jonathan's going, yeah, because it was a boy. Like, I'm like, what would you do if it was a girl? Would you be like, no. Um, but he's like, yeah. And Alden's jumping up in the air and like crying and laughing. It was awesome, awesome reaction. And gender reveal parties have become a big, big deal, right? And they've become one of those things that now it's like, okay, how do we make it bigger and better? And so this couple in California had an idea that they aren't going to just have a confetti cannon or a birthday cake. They're going to have pyrotechnics, right? They're going to blow something up. And so this is what they did at their gender reveal party, right? And so you know what, what this is. Hopefully, you know blue stands for a boy, right? So they have a boy, and there's this awesome moment. They're like, yes, here's what happens, though. Here's what this turned into. Yeah. This is the El Dorado wildfire that burned over 22,000 acres in California last year. This, this destroyed over 10 structures. It cost one of the firefighters their life over something that didn't look like that big. And can I tell you, if you can leave this picture up there for a little bit, this is exactly what your tongue and my tongue has the ability to do when it comes to our life. It has the ability to burn it all down. And some of us, man, we are verbal arsonists when it comes to our own life, right? We say inflammatory, you know it's going to make them mad, and, and here becomes our reasoning, well, they shouldn't have said it to me, right? Well, if you, here, here's how I grew up. You never start a fight, but you better 
finish it, right? You had a good biblical growing up understanding too. That's not in the Bible at all, right? But you're like, yeah, you finish him, finish him, finish him, right? That's what we, it's what you do. And we do the same thing when it comes to our marriage, when it comes to the relationship with our kids, when it comes to our parents, when it comes to our friendships, when it comes to people, they're not going to talk to me that way. Oh, you better watch your tone, right? And sometimes it's not even how people, what people say, it's how they say it, right? Your inflammatory words can be an inflammatory tone. Let me tell you something. If you are a yeller, just because you're loud doesn't make you right, right? Just because you can talk louder than somebody doesn't mean that you're right. And here's what's happened is that our words have gotten out of control and our life and our relationships are looking like this. But let me give you a summary again of what James chapter 3 is saying, the tongue is a small thing, but what enormous damage it can do and can turn our whole lives into a blazing flame of destruction and disaster. So how do we keep this from being a reality in our life? Here's what I want to give us today. Is the first thing is this, is that I would just instruct you to stop being lazy with your words. Some of us, we say inflammatory words. We, you... Everybody that's been married over two years, you know how to make your spouse mad. You know exactly what to say. You call her by her mother's name, right? Like you just <laughs> poke the bear, right? You know. You're like, watch this. <laughs> you know exactly like what to say, what will set them off, right? You say inflammatory words. You're going to dig. You're going to go for the win, but you're losing the process, right? You can say the thing and win the argument, but lose the relationship, and what did you gain? We say inflammatory words, but here's the other problem. Some of us, we've just gotten lazy with our mouths. And we're just like, well, this is just who I am. No, it's not just who you've settled into being. All right? It's not that God didn't make you that way. That's just who you have settled into being, and there's a better way for you to live. And some of us, we just speak lazy words. And what do you mean by lazy words? Here's what I mean. What are some lazy and destructive words, some lazy and destructive habits? The first thing I would say is this, angry communication. Angry communication. If you're going to get angry at some point, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get irritated. And if when you get irritated and when you get frustrated and when you have an argument, because we don't fight because we're church people, right? When you have an argument, a heated discussion, if it turns into you yelling, you've lost control of your mouth. And your mouth is an undercover boss in your life. If, if all of a sudden it goes into name calling, can I tell you, you've just gotten lazy with your words. It takes no self-control to call other people by other names. And we'll just leave it there. Right? Some of you, and here's the, here's the problem with this, is that we do this to the people we say we love the most to our spouse, to our kids, to our parents, to our friends. We just let them have it. It takes no effort to cuss them out. That's not self-discipline. That's having sin control the way you talk, right? There's, there's a better way for you to live. And let me, let me talk to all the spouses here for just a second, all the married people. If when you don't get your way, you start becoming extreme, Right? You say, well, I guess we're just going to have to get a divorce. Can I tell you, you need to go to counseling. Because divorce has got to be off the table. And I'm, I'm being serious right now. Divorce is never the option. 
Just because you don't get your way doesn't mean you get to say, well, give me the papers. Where do I sign? Or you start name calling, right? It means we got to grow up and start acting like Jesus has called us to act. And we start working through arguments and disagreements like adults. Some parents, man, you are destroying and burning your kid's self-esteem down to the ground by the things that you are saying because you get angry. Well, they make me so mad. (laughs) They make me so frustrated. But can I tell you, when you let it fly, that's no self-discipline, that's no self-control, and you just got lazy with your mouth. The second thing is this, gossip. Well, you know, it's it's just kind of what I do. It's kind of fun to talk about people. Man, can I, it takes no effort to talk about people. My goal in this sermon series for this message today is that people would flock to you instead of avoid you. And if, can I tell you, if you want to have friendships where people are just flocking to you, that you're a person that attracts other people, and for all of you introverts, you may not want to do this. I don't know. Um, but for all of you that you just want friendships and relationships that are healthy, can I... Start saying what's good instead of being busy about what's bad. It takes no effort to talk about what is bad with somebody. And and here's what's happened. For so long, so many churches have just talked about them, torn them up, and torn them down. Our own people, right? Our own churches. And I will say this about you, Foundation Church. You guys have done a great job where there's not a lot of drama in the church. Praise God, because there's not a lot of gossip in the church. And if there's a lot of drama in your relationships, can I tell you, there's probably a lot of gossip in your relationships. Gossip is just lazy. Third thing is this. It's lying. Lying. If you're lying, can I tell you there's no trust? Where there's no trust, there's no relationship. And you can't have relationships. You may think, well, this is just the easiest way. This is the way I don't hurt anybody's feelings. Lying is the easy way out for a short-term response. But is this ultimately where you want the relationship to end up at? Because if you're lying, I'm, I'm going to tell you, your lie is going to come out at some point in some time. And you can deal with the consequence now, why it's small, or you can deal with the consequence later, why it has morphed into a monster. Lying may seem convenient, but man, it leads to disaster. It leads to you burning everything down just because you got lazy. And some of us, this is what we say, well, I'm just lazy. And I I say things that I shouldn't say, and it's destructive words. And, you know, I I understand that it's not yielding the results I want. And I just, I just, I, I don't know what to do. And I just need to get control over my mouth. But here's what Jesus would say. He would say this, is that it's not just a mouth problem that we're talking about today. It's not just the words that you're saying that is the problem today. Point two, a mouth problem is really a heart problem. A mouth problem, according to Jesus, not according to me, is really a heart problem. Matthew 12, verse 33 through 34 says this, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? Four, and check this out, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Whatever is in your heart. I just got caught up in the heat of the moment. That name that you called them, it was in your heart. The, the thing, the gossip that you're saying, man, it's a heart. Jesus is saying this, it's not just a mouth issue. It's not just a problem with you controlling your mouth. There is something way, way bigger happening, and there's a heart issue that we need to address today.
When people have heart attacks, um, there are symptoms that people have. Most of us are familiar with the left arm pain, right? Um, that we're like, okay, that, that maybe be, I might be having a heart attack. But here are some other ones that are going on just to freak you out today. So, um, indigestion is one of them. Nausea is one of them. Hiccups. I had no idea hiccups could be a sign of you having a heart attack. Some of you are going to have hiccup and be like, am I having a heart attack? I'm not saying you're not, because um, you might sue me, right? I don't know. How's that for freaking you out? We'll talk about anxiety next week at Foundation Church. But hiccups, shortness of breath, or jaw pain. Some of you have jaw pain because you talk too much, but um, jaw pain. And some of you are going to be like, man, something's, am, am I, am I, am I? And, and here's the deal. When it comes to this, people think they're just having some jaw pain. They think they're having hiccups. They think they're nauseated, just not feeling well. When something way bigger is going on, they're actually having a heart attack. Jesus would say the same thing. Some of us think that it's a, it's a mouth issue. It's a thing that we're saying. Oh, we just, we just talk about people a little too much. No, 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 no. We just lose our temper and we say the wrong words and we, we just vomit out things that we shouldn't say. And when we lose it, we spew it, right? We become spewers, right? And, and, and all these things. But Jesus is saying this, no, 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 hear me. It's way bigger than that. For your heart determines what your mouth says. It's a heart issue. And, and here's some things that the tongue can reveal. A harsh tongue reveals an angry heart. A negative tongue reveals a fearful heart. A boasting tongue reveals an insecure heart. An overactive tongue, I really like this one, reveals an unsettled heart. A judgmental tongue reveals a guilty heart. And a critical tongue reveals a bitter heart. And if we're going to get better, right? If our life is going to get under control in this area, it starts here. It starts in our heart. And if your tongue reveals that you have an angry heart, if it reveals that you have a fearful heart, an insecure heart, an unsettled heart, a guilty heart, or a bitter heart, here's what what the goal is today. Is that we would come to our Father and say, you know what? I need you to do some work on the inside. Because somewhere maybe you got hurt. Somewhere maybe somebody talked about you. Maybe you got burned. Maybe you got embarrassed. And and you don't know how to function, and you don't know what to do, so you just did what you saw modeled. Can I tell you, there needs to be a heart change that happens inside of you today. And here's the great news. God says this in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. You don't have to leave here the same way. Your communication can be changed just like that. Why? Because today I believe there can be some heart transplants. There can be some heart issues that are changed and drastically different because we let the great physician work on what the real problem was. It wasn't just a mouth issue, but it was a heart issue that we allow him to put a new heart and his Holy Spirit within us that brings change to us. And if we can get this right... Man, if we can come to this place where we're not letting our mouth be our uncontrolled boss and we're not saying the wrong things and we're not saying hurtful things, here's what happens. Healthy relationships are birthed from good and encouraging communication. Healthy relationships are always birthed from good and encouraging communications. 
You're not going to have good friendships. Man, people don't become best friends and healthy friendships while they're busy gossiping about one another, while they're busy talking negative about one another and hateful about one another. No. Healthy relationships, healthy friendships come from us building one another up and speaking encouraging words and good communication to and about one another. Healthy marriages, healthy kids. Parents, your kids hear so many negative things in their life, you better be the one encouraging them. You better be speaking life into them. You better be speaking future into them. You better be speaking hope and joy and love and peace into their life and telling them what they're worth because as a follower of Christ, there's no reason our children should be growing up understanding anything less than what they are. Man, there is a charge that we have as parents. And here's the crazy thing, is that building others up with words isn't difficult, it's just uncommon. Right? Building other people up with words, it costs you nothing. Here, words cost you nothing but pay off every time. Words cost you nothing, but they can cost you everything at the same time. It's how do you want to use it. And this is why we gave you matches today. Right? These matches, they're not bad. They have the potential to light a fire that will warm you up, that will bring heat and warmth to your life, or you know the other consequence. You can use this to burn it all down, to start a fire, to start a fire in the field, and all of my firefighters are like, stop talking right now, right? <laughs> this has the potential to bring life and warmth or destruction and terror. And your mouth is the same thing as these matches. It's how are you using it? How are you using it? So let me give you two great habits that build great relationships. The first one is this, shut it down and shut out the drama. Shut it down and shut out the drama. I love these verses. Proverbs 21, 23. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut. Everybody say shut. Yeah, I like it. You got some attitude with it. Keep your mouth shut, boy. Keep your mouth shut. And here's the promise. And you will stay out of trouble. I wish I read this verse when I was a teenager. Some of us, we, some of us you know what would eliminate the drama in your life? By you just shutting your mouth. I'm not going to be mean, but I'm going to say it. Some of you just need to shut up. Somebody's got to say it. And that means this. That means that in the heat of the moment, this is what your pastor has to work on right here. Because I got some great things that I love to say, and it's spot on, right? And I'm like, especially with my daughters. And I've got great kids, but they're kids, right? And they're teenagers. And they're going to have bad days, and they're going to want to take it out on me. And I'm like, oh, no, you did not. Big eyes are coming out, baby, right? And they'll come at me. And literally, I had to do this a few weeks ago. I was like, mm, and I just walked away. I just, I just, I left the room. I closed the door, and I was done. I was like, no, no, because here's what I want. I wanted to just light it. I just wanted to be like, you know what? Here it is. And I wanted to just burn it down and watch it and dance around and be like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I have made fire. That's what I wanted to do. Tom Hanks, I have made fire. Onto, you know. Castaway, I'm like, yes, I have made fire and I have burned. That's what you get when you poke the bear, right? 
Yes. I get it. Watch your tongue. <laughs> and keep your mouth shut. And you'll stay out of trouble. First Peter 3.10. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life <laughs> and see many happy days, <laughs> keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. You're like, there's no way that's in the Bible. It's there. And can I tell you, some of us, we just, we just got to learn this. Just because you think it doesn't mean that you should speak it. Right? Just because you think, just because you have the right to, and we're going back to yesterday, last week's sermon, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right? Just because you have the position of their boss or their employer or their parent, or their, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And if you're going to enjoy this life and you're going to enjoy your relationships, some of us, we just got to shut our mouths. We got to exercise self-control. And we've got to be in control of this so it's not in control of this. Here's what shutting your mouth does for you. When I shut down gossip, I shut down the ability for drama. When I shut down criticism, I shut out the chances for hurt feelings. When I shut down speaking in anger, I shut out regret from what I'm about to say. You want to live many happy days and enjoy your days? Keep your mouth shut. So here's what I want to give you a question today. Here, and here's a question, and I'm telling you, it will change your entire life. Is what I'm about to say going to produce the results that I ultimately want? Is what I'm about to say going to produce the results that I ultimately want? Because you're in control of what you say. Second habit is this. Speak life and encouragement and enjoy the results. Speak life, speak life and encouragement and enjoy the results. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. When you talk, don't say harmful things. And I think we've covered that. But say what people need. Words that will help them become stronger. Then what you say will do good to those who listen to you. You know what? Some people have stopped listening to you because your words have done them no good for too long. You, you want to be a person that people flock to. Be a person that when you say things, it will do good to those who listen to you. So that means when you see a friend, when you see a person, and you're like, man, you look great today. You know, and I'm not saying that you got to lie about it. Like, if they don't look good, you can be like, hey, you look better than you look last week, right? Like, you're looking good. Like, don't speak any lies, right? I'm like, there's balance this girl. You're looking good this week, right? Like, last week, woo, but this week, you nailed it, right? So, but, but speak encouraging words. And can I tell you, just as your bad words bring destruction, your good words bring life. Your encouraging words bring encouragement, and they bring health. And let me say something to all the grown adults in here. All the grown adults that you have grown parents, your parents need you to speak encouraging words to them. Grown adults with grown children, your kids still need you to speak encouraging words to them. 
Man, if, if your friendships need you to speak encouraging words. And here's the amazing thing is that it brings huge benefit to you and to me. So the question is this, are you speaking life or are you speaking death? How are you using your words? How are you using your mouth? Because it's either benefit or consequence. Are you in control of it? Or is it, control, or is it in control of you? And how you are using your mouth is, are the words you're speaking leading you to where you ultimately want the relationship to be. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. It's found in Proverbs. And most of you know this scripture. It's Proverbs 18, verse 20 through 21. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. I love that. The right words bring satisfaction. The right timing of the right words, huge. The tongue can bring death or life. It's one or the other. And those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Speak life. And don't let this be in control of all of this. Because when this gets out of control, things get dangerous and destruction. But instead, let's flip the script. And let's speak life. And let's be encouraging. And let's enjoy the benefit that that brings. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, I come before you, and I just ask that you would help us. You'd, you'd help us in this area, because a lot of us struggle with this. The majority of us struggle with this. And so, God, I pray today that we would understand that this goes way bigger than just us saying the wrong things and using the wrong words and losing it in a moment. But we would understand, you said it's bigger, it's, it's a heart issue. And for some of us, it's been going on way too long and there's something that is wrong on the inside because it keeps coming out on the outside. And so Lord, I pray today <laughs> that we would have a moment with you that we would open our hearts and we would open our lives, our, our, our whole life, not just, not just the Sunday part, but how we talk to our kids, how we talk to our spouses, how we talk to our friends, how we talk to our employer and our employee, how we talk about others. And the Lord, if, if this part of our life is off, that it would get back on track because our heart it's where it needs to be because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the heart would get right. And you would give us your heart. And you would put your spirit in us. Because when that happens, man, we speak life. Because apart from you, your word says this, we can do nothing. We can't speak life and we can't be fruitful if we're trying to do this on our own. And so, Lord, I pray that you would move and that you would work in us today, that this area of our life would be changed. This area of our life would be different. And that it would build others up. And those who listen to us, that our communication and our words would do good to them. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, Justin, I'm here. And you're talking about a heart issue. Some of us, the reality is there's, there's been something going on on the inside. Man, there's a change. There's a real change. 
you know needs to happen. You know, and, and we can play church all we want, and we can put on our Sunday best and, 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 and present really well, but you know today that inside there's a heart issue that needs to change. Maybe you're here, you need to recommit your life. Maybe you're here and you've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life. We want to give you a chance for that to change. And when this part changes, everything does. And so when I count to three, if you're watching online or you're here in this place, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I get to three. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yep, there's one, there's two. Is there anyone else? You join these hands that are lifting. You say, Justin, there's a heart issue going on. And there's a change that needs to happen in me. And you join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further. Man, this isn't something to be ashamed of. This isn't something to, 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 to be shy about. But man, you realize there is a change that needs to occur in your life because there's some things going on that maybe nobody else knows about. But you know there's a change that needs to occur that you wanted. I see one other. Is there anybody else you join these three hands before we go any further in service? Yep, I got you. Is there anyone else? Join these four. Yep, there's somebody else. Is there anyone else? You join these five hands. Man, God's doing something right now. Is there anyone else? You just join these five hands that are lifted, and you just know God's calling. Man, he's calling. Yep. Is there anyone else? You join these six hands that are lifted. Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, whether you're here or you're at home watching online, I want to invite you to repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. God, I confess that there's a change that needs to happen in my life. There's something wrong on the inside that needs to be corrected. And so I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask that you would put a new heart in me. And you would impart your Holy Spirit in me. And I turn from the life that I was living, and I turn to you. And I run after the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' wonderful name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.